I saw behind the curtain of CCM world, 10% of those bands would you ever want ministering in your church, really? Like, personally. Yeah. Just like, they're not necessarily ready for what what has happened to them as being in that situation. So I thought we have to have a place that is spiritually grounded and academically um, you know, studious about music, but also gives a real world. This is how things actually happen, and not waste any time yeah. doing stuff that doesn't that doesn't matter. Hey, we're back for another edition of Mid South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Last time uh, we had Dr. Ken Stewart, founder and president of Visible Music College. One of the big things is Christmas in town. Students are, are highlighted in a, in a very wonderful Christmas celebration. Are you going to be able to bring that back? Yes, we still do that. And um, we actually did one last year even. It was kind of strangely attended, you know, because it was the pandemic. But, um, yeah, we have Visible Christmas is a show of original music. We write it and we write songs that are new and we do some of the standard Christmas songs. Just a family fun time that ultimately, if you bring people who don't know the Lord, eventually gets to the incarnational story and it's got a theme each year. This year is going to be the splendor of Christmas, and I wrote the theme song. And oh, nice! I guess and I'll sing the theme <laughs> song, and it's it's about the splendor of Christmas is really Jesus. You got your you Bing know. Crosby jacket and everything. <laughs> yeah, I need to with a Strat, you yeah, know, electric guitars, and yeah. So it's uh, it is a great variety show of different types of music and fun. Well, as we we're talking last time, just kind of highlighting the steps of faith that God has allowed you to take growing up as an Air Force kid. So you traveled. Yeah. How often did you guys make moves? Every three years. You were new, new family, new, new setting, new always stateside, new friends. We did. My dad was the twelfth of twelve kids, so he stayed in the states to be near all his. He was the youngest, and so he would stay near his family, and not really near, but in the states. We had chances to go to Germany, Alaska, and yeah. Guam, and he decided not to. I tell you, the Air Force base in Guam, Anderson, is a very nice matter of fact. Pretty much all the Air Force bases. Did you experience they were fairly good condition? You know, I guess so. I, I just so normal to me to be in base housing, and it was really nice. And well, great. I've been told that the Air Force, because their budget gets a little bit more, <laughs> the okay. base housing is a little bit better compared. Okay. To, I don't know if they're just jealous or if that's true or not. Yeah, it seems like the most favored service. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Of course, as we're wrapping up last time, you were the founding guitarist for the Grammy-nominated Christian rock band Skillet. And you were with them about three years before you left to start Visible. Yes, we we did. Uh, we toured for about three years, and then I began to plan my departure to start a local homeschool network for kids for arts, and then on top of that, sort of the college experience. So originally, a one year college for musicians and audio people and music business. You know, I'm thinking that was really where, I've got to ask my wife, but I believe our son Jason, because he had an interest in the drums, and it was about that time you started, I think he was actually taking some drum lessons as a homeschool student. Oh, yeah. So he was one of your first students. That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings back some memories. Okay, so the band started in 1995? Yes. 95, we started rehearsing. We made a record. We played one show. In December of 95, and we got signed to a record deal. Ardent Records, Forefront. Yep, with uh, Dana Key here locally yeah. taking care of us, and Eddie DeGarmo sort of was the first one to discover us from through Rick Miller. Eddie and Dana. I miss Dana. Yes, sir. Yep. Do you talk to Eddie still? I do. It's probably once a year now. He's been on my advisory board and even the board of trustees of the college for different times. Yep, he's a, a trusted voice, uh, retired now, but yeah. he still knows everybody. Still has influence. Yep, that's he does. Right. 
What was it like signing that record? You were how old at that well, time? 20? I was 28, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, what was funny was the day that I got signed, I was crawling under some desks wiring um, the dorm wiring over at Lemoyne Owen for my company. I was doing low voltage wiring. Yeah. And they called me and said, we just got signed to a record deal. And I was like, amazing. That's incredible. So exciting. Like, okay, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> and I went back to wiring my uh, out, you know, the outlet box. So it's kind of like that was the story of me getting signed. But it was truly amazing to go be a part of all the, the amazing stuff happening at Forefront at that time. And even Ardent here had a lot. Tell me about the legendary John Fry. John Fry, man. He is our trustee emeritus at Visible, the the one who has spent so much time helping Visible. John was fairly quiet until he gave his opinion, which was always right. <laughs> uh, and uh, he, always interesting questions and always astute business stuff. And he could tell, even though you know he was you know older and had been going quite a while when we got in there, you know, thirty years into his career as running. The, ardent he just would recognize hits even if it wasn't his favorite music he's always well guys why do you sort of jimmy stewart type guy i can't do his voice probably but he's like guys why do you always have to be so uh loud about it or something you know <laughs> like he was a christian too you yeah. know and loved the loved the message and loved the label i think is just uh, a project that you just have to love because it, it wasn't easy to make money you know but and that was really one of the earlier Christian labels. Yeah. I mean, there was a few, but that yep. was one of the early ones, though. They did start in the eighties with all the, the, you know, long before us and long before Big Tent. Even they were making records and Pat Skulls and the guys that are still around here in town that um, helped make those things happen. It's uh, it's a labor of love, it really was. Ken, one of your job responsibilities with Skillet was the tour management. Uh, what was the most unusual experience that uh, you had with that task? Oh, I, I regularly had the pleasure of talking to youth pastors about us getting paid after a gig. <laughs> so that was common. The Probably the most unusual was waking up on the bus at 5 a.m. and it's not moving. And we're like, we're going to a gig. I just wake up and we're sitting by the side of the road and, you know, just having to deal, besides playing in the band that night and ministry and all that stuff, having to deal with the driver and the company that's running the tour and the the churches and the advancing the show. We once went to Marion, Illinois instead of Marion, Indiana. That was the problem. You we know, went to the wrong place. We went to the wrong place in the wrong state. You know, it's like uh, and how many we'll, hours between? I mean, there's well, there's only about three hours, but there's a time change, yeah. so we completely missed that Taylor University gig. Played at some club nearby late night. We we always followed through, no matter what. We were we were a ragtag group, you know, just making it happen. Road dogs, you know. Oh my! Well, last time we also talked about the philosophy of Visible Music College. Yeah, the focus has been one third academic one-third professional, vocational, and one-third spiritual growth. And I want to revisit that a, a minute on this show and how you came up those three areas. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to God because I don't remember having any model for those three. I think it was all these young bands would open for our shows at Skillet. They were young Christian worship bands of some kind or whatever. They demonstrated that they had no discipleship in their life. They might not know the pastor's name where they ministered 
stuff like that like crazy. Yeah. So what saved my life was somebody, a pastor coming along who said, do you want your life to reflect what your music is about? I'm like, yes, that's discipleship. So my life was saved by discipleship. I spent all my time with getting my degrees, and I saw behind the curtain of CCM world 10% of those bands would you ever want ministering in your church, really, like personally. Yeah. They're just like they're not necessarily ready for what they what has happened to them as being in that situation. So I thought we have to have a place that is spiritually grounded and academically um, you know, studious about music, but also gives a real world this is how things actually happen and not waste any time yeah. doing stuff that's doesn't that doesn't matter. Yeah. You mentioned Big Tent a minute ago. Was Steve Wiggins influential in any of that? Because his whole ministry now with Groundworks Ministries, you know, yeah. we've he's been on the show. Yeah. We've talked about this and how God really led him when he was in California with Greg Laurie's church, trying to create worship teams to fill some of the multi campus sites. Yeah. And he realized that hey they can play the guitar, but they're not sure where to find certain parts of Scripture. Yep. They're ignorant about a lot of things in the Word of God. I think it's a similar revelation. That was a little after I saw, you know, I was on the label with him earlier than that, but I don't, I don't remember any of that. We didn't really talk about that, but I think that's what you realize if you're a Christian and you're on the road very long or involved in starting new music teams. And every pastor can tell you, I'm sick of working with my, my music team. You know, so I, I was hoping, like, wow, can we make music teams that are actually grounded in the Word and actually know what they're doing musically and can explain it to another person, the new volunteer coming up? Maybe they actually have some experience, you know, recording or touring or things, so that they can handle the stage well and they're comfortable and they don't have to perform anymore. A lot, a lot of you know Steve and Bruce Carroll, people locally who were on stage a lot and then moved into the worship stage, had to manage that. There's a, there's a real comfort with already having the experience of doing that, but they have to manage a lot of guys getting on the stage for the first time. It is exciting. You're a central focus, and you got to just maintain yourself. Don't, don't give over to any kind of performance thing because yeah. you are at God's mercy up there in front of the people, you know. How does worship pastor move a congregation toward worship? Not just through music, but they're focused on the risen Christ. Raised hands doesn't mean you're worshiping, because you can have raised hands and you can have a heart that's not. Mm -hmm. So it's really a heart issue. Yeah, it is. And I think there's a lot of different ways people respond. I think picking the right songs that are theologically accurate, but also emotionally accurate. I've never said that before. <laughs> but it's like, just because it's theologically great doesn't mean people connect with it. And then having a moment, I think having space and to respond to God is the biggest one that yeah. churches lack. We move on to the next one. And then everybody gets used to, oh, it's just a song. Yeah. But if you spend the time and you go like, don't talk forever, but just to the congregation, isn't that amazing that God is actually the prep people for the song? tell them afterwards, and then they're hearing it. You can train them with little theological one-liners every week. And then the way you treat the time of worship is the way the congregation will treat it. It means a lot because I know during the week at work, you know, there's a song that we sing, and it just starts resonating with me yeah. in the moment, driving to work, going home or whatever, and I'll just start singing it. You know, I don't want to sing you know, because I don't sing. Yeah. But in the sense that it just brings me into a place of worship, you know. Mm -hmm. Looking back from the time I first – became a believer, and I was in a more traditional church where we were hymn books, and I didn't grow up in a church. You know, this is yeah. where I just connected with it first and learning, you know, the hymns. So when I started getting into 
churches where it was a little more contemporary, a little more freer expression, not using hymn books, learning more of a worship songs, and some included the hymns, Yeah, uh, a little more expressive. But I, it took me a period to learn how to overcome the awkwardness. Okay, yeah. You know, there yeah, was an yeah. awkwardness. Your focus has got to be obviously on the Lord and not on the people around you. Yes. That's something that can be a struggle for some. Yeah, you know, I think I see us I mean our students at Visible Music College come from every walk of life and we're all all kinds of dominations. I see us starting out by saying, Hey, let's just open your hands to the Lord. You may not be used to doing this, but all this means is that I'm open to hear from you, God. You know, and just teaching people that there's no problem with this. Nobody's going to think you're weird to do this. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean you're worshiping, as yes. you said. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is a orienting your body towards uh, receiving from God and little things like that that can help people. You know, uh, clo- you know. Hey, let's close our eyes on this bit and 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 yeah. you know, think about your the scripture that you were reading. We were reading a moment ago, and just you know, guiding people a little bit. They do need a little bit of guidance. See, Ken, I have seen people do that, which you just stated with excellence. Yeah. Then I have seen those leading worship who, if they don't see raised hands and more excitement among the people, yeah. they'll call you out. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, it is a hard thing to tell because the church has a has a uh, way of doing things. You know, that's like, hey, this is going to be celebration. Like, okay, I hope they're there today because I'm, you know, I can build up to celebration and I can play the right songs for celebration. But if the people are half-hearted, you gotta, you have to push through. And sometimes it works, and sometimes yeah. it's harsh. And uh, I don't know what to say about that. It's really that that that's the relationship that grows within your church between your team, and mostly you have to demonstrate your worshiping. Yeah, and stage. I think that's, that's across the board, not just the worship. It comes from the the teaching ministry too. Same. They yeah. all have to be connected. Is the pastor team or the leadership team? You know, whether they be elders or however they structure, mm-hmm. that they help set the tone, and it's in a unison. You know, sometimes right. the sermon is the part we're here for. You know, but I mean, there's yeah. it's it's the combination of hearing the proclamation of God's word, singing songs of praise. To the Lord, I mean, it's all part of the worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think expressing that, yeah, and having the same vocabulary for your church uh, helps. You know. In 2011, you were quoted in a Memphis Business Journal article that a goal was yet to be achieved was enough support for Visible Music College to train all those desiring music production and music business education locally and internationally. Uh, have wow. you reached that goal? Are you still working on it? Uh, no, everybody can contribute still. Um, <laughs> no, I you know I think we've we've refined the system and we know that what we're doing is effective and we have the one year program, the three year bachelor's degree. We now do a two year master's degree that's very affordable and people that want to teach or want to kind of advance their career um, can get their master's degree without in, in you know music and leader. We've focused on leadership since then, uh, so. Each person that's a creative person or audio or music business or pastoral, they we think those creative people are leaders if they will if they will orient themselves around serving the church yeah. and serving others and from the drum set you're a leader you know so um, we got the system together we have started pairing uh, we we give a five thousand dollar scholarship to every student 
their, their opportunity is to serve in some location, maybe at a local church or a business or at the campus, um, but they get 5000 off their already low tuition in order to do uh, get experience and to be able to afford school and not be yeah. in so much debt. Yeah. And we've so we've made progress there, and we're pairing donors with those five thousand dollars donations now, which nice. is which is cool. It's, yeah. it's really worked. And sometimes yeah. they're even a named scholar, and you know, it's like uh, there's the there's the Dr. Ken Stort songwriting award that we gave away <laughs> yesterday. Nice. And so I give back to the school, and then somebody is the recipient of that, and they get to be honored and do stuff that's songwriting related. And it's a real opportunity on every direction yeah and when you talk about these other campuses we mentioned last time you've got chicago la dallas where else do we go yeah um fort lauderdale pennsylvania and kansas city okay so i know you really network with the local church do you find when you go to these areas the doors are pretty wide open for visible music college with the local church yeah it's very wide open for interest i think people have do not know still that there is a college that really will help the worship team and the audio people and music business, and even how music business connects to the church. Churches making their own music, making their own video stuff, putting out content, that is music industry. you know. So there's a great reception to it. I think the follow-through is it is a lot of work to get a program aligned with a church that has all of its own objectives and goals, and we're all – working so hard in ministry to make even the church thing happen. So we come alongside the church as able. Probably what we do the most is place students at churches to help in their sound department or, you know, be a vocalist or something like that. We would like more and more to have online students from churches and be like the resource that I mentioned 10 years ago for every church globally. Just dial into the visible stuff. It's very low cost and it's very – um, focused on creative people in the church being a part of the vision of the church. Well, I'll just give a testimony in our church. I mean, we have seen multiple students from Visible come serve as musicians, from guitar players to sound people, just you know, yeah. all across the board. Vocalists, incredible. Mm-hmm. We've seen like some really gifted people with hearts of humility and hearts that really want to seek God. As a matter of fact, our current newest worship pastor at church is a graduate of Visible. Yeah. We sort of attract those people that really are serious enough about what they're doing to be trained, and then we do the actual training. And so if they stick in long enough, they get a bachelor's degree, and it's exactly what they always wanted to do with their life. A lot yeah. of pastors send their kids to Visible, we just discovered this year. Well, that's a good it's thing. Like, a lot of people in ministry are sending their children to us to stay in ministry and to be grown up in it, which oh, is cool. That is really cool. It's an honor, yeah. What's the furthest place in the world where a student has traveled to attend Visible? Well, this week we started a student from India, which is kind of opposite side of the world. That's probably as far as you can get. But we've had every state and 30 countries and had a student from Belarus and India show up this week in Memphis. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how did you get out of your countries yeah. you know, to get here? But um, what a blessing. They will go back. We focus on students that will go back and start schools in their native land and native tongue. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yeah, so, so you could so have fun. a visible music college in India one day. Yes, yes. Very soon, actually. We've been working on that for quite some time. We'll have to do yeah. updates on that. Yeah. Uh, What's on the horizon for the college? Uh, what are some possible initiatives, partnerships, new campus locations, your personal dreams? Well, the most most uh, recent thing is to we did a we've started a program on, in creative leadership, 
which is the creative leaders in the church, the people doing uh, church content for the video part of stuff, storytelling, sort of filmmaking, th- those creative people, there is a place now in a program. Now, is filmmaking back at the college now? Because yes. it was always on your yeah. heart, yeah, that's and you funny. had to drop the program, but it's back yeah. now. Yeah, it's back just recently, more in the sort of graphic design and storytelling of the church, more in, in church, although I'm sure they'll make you know independent films. Because, you know, we so. hired Brian Rumfola. One of your students who graduated, and at that time there was still the graphic part of it, and he came to work for us. After a while, he got an opportunity to be the main graphic guy for the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, and has gone on to the his own graphic design company. Uh, yes, yes, that that's the kind of people we see coming through. Is and I pushed it. You know, my personal dream is more entrepreneurs, more Christians in the in everything in all industry. So there's that creative leadership, which is the content video person for church and the pastoral. This is a big stretch. I'd love your listeners to just think about who would want to work with creatives and be like a pastoral ministry person on the road with bands or with creative people. We really want to train those folks in a cohort with all the creatives, and they're the pastoral person, the Rick Miller, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, caring for that. And then my dream would be similar to 2011. It's like if we just had the ability – to build these cohorts and then somebody is like i'm called as a lead pastor to plant a church wherever guess what here's your team of eight people that are trained in all the other stuff (laughs) you know imagine having (laughs) your music team already ready and your graphics people for your website to really empower the church to grow and to plant and all that that's exciting to think about yes i would love that just daily new church have you seen any type of that in the work right yet? Well, not the whole team. So that's my kind of dream is the yeah. whole team. But we've done uh, – we our students come in and they do – we do send like three or four to be the music team of church plants. And um, they do – these students, of course, do a lot of work. We, we're, we've got a church plant that's at the visible location in Memphis called Pioneer Church. And so they're taking some of our students and we're seeing how that grows right within – we kind of incubate a church with – you know, help them grow right within our campus. Yeah, but we're not a part of any one church. We serve you know dozens and dozens of churches in the Memphis area and and everywhere we are at. We talked about record labels last time we got together on the show, Ken. Madison Line Records, yes, still a reality. Yes, we're doing good actually. That I'd encourage people to check out Hope Van Duzer, who just came out with a single called "You Are Enough for Me" last Friday. August 28th, I think it was. That is like worship music. We do uh, Christian music of all types. We're, we do 12 records a year, including the Christmas music. And, you know, MadisonLineRecords.com is a great place to find new music. Most of those artists have gone on from our label, and now they're in Nashville and, you know, all over the world doing their own music ministry. So it's yeah. just a part of the practical training to have music business people doing a nonprofit label right here in Memphis with Christian music. It's wow. amazing. Sounds amazing. As we start to wind down here, I don't know how much we can get into this, but I had this question. Yeah. The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis has been an influential book in your library. Themes in the book, Heaven and Hell, Free Will and Salvation, The Nature of Sin, Love and the Self. Which of these themes do you resonate with the most? Well, I love myself a lot, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. Yeah, we all I, do, I, right? I, I, yes, I'm, I'm learning how to you know subject that to Christ. You know, one of the greatest things I feel like got out of that book was the. I think that's where the book where C.S. Lewis gives a concept of that your whole journey 
you find yourself in hell at the end or in heaven at the end, yes. your whole journey with Christ as a human being physically on earth, that was the beginning of heaven or hell. Like, it's not just, hey, let's wait for some time to be in the clouds strumming harps, you know. Like, this <laughs> is the beginning of yeah. – <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Feedback with a tremolo bar. Um, we are this – is, this is our moment. Like, we are already in the kingdom. So so let's live like we're on our way to heaven. Like this is, you know, comp- the stuff I'm trying to uh, go against in the school is like a complaining and um, uh, t- lack of responsibility and things like just, you know, stuff that you can control. Just give your life to God and let him see the heaven coming towards you in every kingdom moment of this life. We we just miss it because we're waiting for something. And I'm trying to keep people from waiting, you know. Oh, Ken, what a great word to wrap up this program. Jesus says in John 15, he talks about, I give this joy not as the world gives. If that's what you give me, Jesus, let me be aware of that and living in the moment of that joy like you're saying. Yes, and that's what the world's going to see is I'm in you and you're in me and I'm, I'm in the Father and we are together. That's life. That's the John 15 through 17 stuff. That's just the way to live. Good to be reminded of that, too. Yeah. How do you enroll at Visible Music College? You should email. Well, you can look at visible, V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot E-D-U, and email seeyourself at visible.edu. Get it? See yourself. See yourself there. That's Catch the mission. It. I like that. Yeah. You can always email me, Ken, at visible.edu, but... You can also call 901-381-3939, and they will uh, help you through the admissions process. Um, very easy. If you're returning to school, if you're brand new to school, we have a lot of homeschoolers. We're, we work a lot with families, and the price of Visible is about the same as one year of any big school for all three years, and you get a bachelor's degree. And plus, you can have a real college experience going to Visible. You don't have to stay at home with mom and dad. You've got right. really yeah. nice dorms. Oh, we have amazing dorms. People don't they don't understand how nice it is. We built this building about three years ago. Individual apartments uh, within the school for two students each. So you have a roommate, and you have a community of people that are just like you. You're creative. You're going for God. And, and you're, you might be doing blues music. You might be doing church ministry. You're just a creative person as a Christian growing in Christ. So. What a great environment to be in. I yeah. mean, that's a good thing. Dr. Ken Storch, God bless you, my brother. Thanks, man. We, it's, it's been too long. Yeah, I know. I'm I so love to come out every year. Just you got to. Well, well let's out. make that a date. And I'll come back to the school, see for myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. But this has been great. Thank you so much, my brother, for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom through Visible Music College. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hey!